0: Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM
1: 740.
2: Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM 740 Garden Show with Charlie Dolvin.
3: And the Sous Chef, of the Garden, Frank Proctor, here with Charlie on the first day of summer. Yes, indeed. And I think it's so funny what Charlie did. <laughs> well, you you well, tell folks what you did to mark the first day of summer. I
4: just want you to know that yeah. as you know, summer started today. Yes. And as of this moment, yes. we are two hours, fifteen minutes and eight seconds into summer. <laughs> She set her alarm for
3: for six fifty one, and then I've been running a stopwatch since
4: then. Yeah, well, so that's good. Well, yeah. So I just, you know, this is it's summer, and I just thought we
3: should celebrate and recognize that We've already it's, had two hours. Yeah, and it's happening much too fast. Where the heck did <laughs> spring wasn't even here? I know. You know? Wow. <laughs>
4: I know, the weather is pretty funny, but it's going to be a gorgeous day and not too hot. Good, really good gardening weather, getting outside. Of course, it's the longest day of the year, which means we can garden even longer today.
3: Oh. Good point. Good point. Well, let's see. My job here is to get you those phone numbers. All righty. In Toronto, call this number to reach Charlie, 416 360 0740. And then anywhere else in the province, it's toll free, 1 866 740 Our little mantra, of course, call early, call often, one question per call. And first time callers, do let James Patrick Dooley, who is manning the uh, controls in there, know if you are a first time caller, and you shall hear. We Wind chimes. Speaking of which, wind chimes, wind chimes. <laughs> Bernie Burns, from, who is the president of the Thornhill Garden and Horticultural Society, sent you a little note. Yes, I I spoke to the group Mm -hmm. this past week, and I just want
4: to share the note with you.
3: She says, P.S., please tell Frank I like the wind chimes.
4: Yeah, she she likes the wind chimes a lot better than that harsh bell. She said it sounds too much like a school bell or something. Oh, yeah. Whereas the wind chimes are... For
3: for some people, that could bring back bad memories. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Well, thank you, Bernie. Yeah. That's true. There you go. It was fun. The Thornhill Hort Society was a fun group. Uh, Speaking of which, coming up this week, the Georgetown... Well, actually coming up today, or tomorrow, the Georgetown Horticultural Society is... Uh, hosting a garden tour throughout Georgetown from 10am to 4pm tomorrow. Uh, this year they are presenting four fantastic garden properties in town as well as two magnificent country properties uh, and the Watchtower Gardens where refreshments will be served. So for ticket information simply google Georgetown Hort and check, or check their website gohort.com uh, Ticket information is available on the web. The 22nd annual Niagara-on-the-Lake garden tour is planned for Saturday, July 5th. I was going to say next Saturday. I think that's... Is that next Saturday? No, it
3: no, be two not. Saturdays. That's right. Two
4: weeks from today. Uh, of course, oh, course 25th? it's... 25th? No, 5th. Well, July 5th. Oh, okay.
3: There you go. Yeah,
4: okay. Yeah, I wouldn't... I, I don't usually make my announcements that far out. <laughs> but even two yeah. weeks out is a bit of a, a bit of a stretch. So put it on your calendar, rain or shine. Of course, Niagara-on-the-Lake has some Beautiful. incredible gardens. From 10 to 4, there's... A Unique gardens. There's stately beech trees. There's a garden that sort of markets itself as having visual music. The idea is that the garden is constantly changing, constantly flowing through from spring to fall, like music. Oh, very I nice. It was, that was a neat yeah. way to describe how their how their garden progresses or evolves through the seasons. Um, there's amazing views of vineyards and gorgeous specimens rarely encountered in Ontario. So tickets go online. Triple N-O-T-L, for Niagara-on-the-lake, so N-O-T-L, HortSociety.com. Pick up a ticket. uh, Or the gardens will be very well-marked the Mm -hmm. day of the tour. There are nine gardens. You can pick up tickets on site. All right. um, Royal Botanical Gardens is doing something interesting. Uh, July 11th, again, put this on your calendar because this is kind of fun. July 11th, August 10th, and September 20th, Royal Botanical Gardens is hosting the Moonlight Series. It does sound like a lot of fun. The Moonlight Series has been a huge success in the past. It's only, there are only a few evenings where this happens. You experience the splendor of the Royal Botanical Gardens by the light of the moon. Ooh. So they're open at night, and of course you're in there, and there's not a lot of lights on, obviously. So this nighttime series features moonlit roses, uh, an enchanted evening for families, and the Harvest Moon feast and garden party would be obviously the September one. So, for further information for each of these exciting evenings and to register, go to www.rbg.ca/slash moonlight.
3: Excellent. Yeah, sounds like fun, Kevin. Yeah.
4: It does actually. Oh, one more thing: The Beach, the Beach Garden Society is hosting their garden tour tomorrow, June 22nd. Uh, that's how much I can tell you.
3: <laughs> well, that's good. Is there any way to contact those folks or the yeah. Beach Garden Society?
4: Of course. Triple W, C A. Beach Garden
3: Society. Well, I'll be a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You thought I was going somewhere else with that, didn't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well anywho we're uh, I see we have callers all lined up and we'll be back to uh, talk with them in just a couple of moments meanwhile uh, let's see well Mary's going to be first up uh, and just a note Mary that uh, on our monitor here beside your name from James Patrick Dooley is a little uh, saying he said my favorite caller hmm. so Mary's coming up in just a couple of moments don't change
2: the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
3: Well, here we are uh, on a beautiful Saturday, first of the summer and hot. Oh, have you got the time there? How much are we oh, into? Um, uh, I, yeah, I summertime? Right here. here. Summertime,
4: okay. summertime. Two okay. hours, 23 minutes and 11 seconds into summer. <laughs>
3: You are a nut, I'm telling you. Mary, good morning and welcome to the show.
5: Well, good summer morning to everybody, too. Good morning. You know, James Patrick Dooley is so easy to talk to, and he's become become quite an expert on on flour and their care. Oh, there oh, really? you go. So he handled all your questions for you, Well, then. he identified what I thought it was, but I still need to speak to the experts.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll hand it right over to Charlie immediately.
5: White flies on my hibiscus. Mm-hmm. What do I do? How do I get rid of them? Uh,
4: well, it's not actually not easy to get rid of. Um, mm. You you will fa- Well, the white they're little white bugs that fly around. They're pure white, uh, but when you look on the backs of the leaves, you will see almost almost transparent, but a little bit opaque eggs on the backs of the leaves.
5: Oh, I don't see those yet. I just see these little white pieces uh. of rice, kind of. Tiny,
4: tiny. Are they flying around?
5: I have to really shake shake the plant for them to move.
4: Okay, and then they fly.
5: Very, very reluctantly. Oh,
4: that's interesting. You will typically also find them on the newest growth, Uh which is the tastiest and the most tender, the newest growth. So one way to try and eliminate this insect is, and I know you're going to hate to do this because it's probably got buds all over your Mm. hibiscus, is you get yourself organized with sharp pruners and a garbage bag, and you prune, depending on the size of the hibiscus, oh, but no. you prune all the tips off, and you quickly put into the garbage and tie in a knot all the little pieces, the, the tips you're going to cut off. Then you would spray. With either a soap and water solution or a pyrethrin-based solution following the instructions and spray twice over a 10-day period.
5: Well, there go the buds on the flowers. Yeah,
4: but more will grow. It's a, Because you know what's going to happen? If you leave the white fly there, it's going to cause the decline of the plant, and you'll not get any more, you know, just won't... It, it won't, won't Yeah, exactly. Okay. It won't thrive.
5: Okay, so, so just put it outside, cut it back, then yeah. put it in a plastic bag? We'll put the
4: what, the cuttings into the plastic bag.
5: Cuttings as well? Okay. Yeah,
4: not the plant. Don't put the plant in a plastic oh, bag. Oh, just
5: the cuttings. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
4: And you want to throw those in the garbage, get them right off the property. The mm-hmm. plant needs to be sprayed after it's been cut back, mm-hmm. but keep it in the shade.
5: Mm-hmm. Don't,
4: don't do any spraying in the sun
5: no oh, okay so cut back put this the the cuttings in the plastic bag then spray the plant correct twice
4: twice how how far apart 10 within 10 days seven ten to days. 10 days apart
5: all the buds, there's like oh, oh well
3: i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay guys it's, it's kind of tough love i, I think know. isn't it uh, yeah, yeah. I,
5: I tell you the plant, the plant is two years old and i'm surprised it's it's last because it's it's in a and a window that gets relatively light, but it takes. Oh well, whatever. I okay, know. thank you. Have a good Sorry.
3: day. Okay, hey, Mary, same to you. Thanks All for right. calling.
4: And Mary remembers well, some fertilizer uh, through this process will help the plants grow back and grow more flowers.
3: There you are. All right. We're thank welcoming uh, Maureen to the line. Hi, Maureen. Welcome from Scarborough.
6: Hi there. Morning. Um, I have um ordered some um rose bushes mm-hmm. that came from a well-known uh, gardening mm-hmm. company. Um I ordered two, three of them, and uh two of them are doing okay. The third doesn't seem to want to bud at all. It's um got a heavier coating of like uh is that wax, wax that's yep. all over it? Yeah. Do I need to scrape off?
4: No. Okay. No. Uh, so you, you had them mail, they were mail order yeah. roses. Mm-hmm. So when they arrived, they were dormant. Right. And this would have been two months ago or so, I guess, that you received them. Um, yeah. And they came with clear directions on what to do mm-hmm. to hydrate, like trim the roots, hydrate them in a pail of water overnight yeah. before you planted them outside. Mm-hmm. Once they're planted outside, they should start to grow. They, they should, you know, yeah. be Actually,
6: one of them started to grow
1: before. Or I even got it in the ground. Right.
6: Well, there's life in the plant, right? yeah. and of
4: course the buds. The days are getting longer and warmer, and the plant wants to grow. And of yeah. course, it will try and grow. the The reason the wax they wax those roses is to try and hold the moisture in. Okay. Because they're bare root. They, right. The roots are exposed, and of course, all the moisture and the life would just completely disappear mm-hmm. out of the plant. Yeah. So the wax just prolongs the ability to keep it bare root as it was.
0: Yeah. Uh
4: right now you can do one of two well, uh, probably you can do both these things. First thing you can do is look closely at the one that's not growing. Recognize that there are little bumps where the buds are and uh did you trim that plant back at all before or no. while you were planting it? No. I would do that now. I would trim it back. Every, I don't know how many canes are on it, but say there's two or three canes coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Sharp pruners, angled cut, down to a bump, right? Preferably a bump that's on the outside of the plant so that the first growth will grow to the outside rather than to the inside of the plant. Okay. And uh, I would do that to try and kick-start it, get it, gr- get it growing. You're trying to force it out of dormancy. It's staying mm-hmm. dormant. Um, the the uh, reputable... Uh, people that you got the roses from will have offered a guarantee so make sure that you know if it doesn't end up growing like that's the one thing you can do to get it out of dormancy is is trim it back uh, and do that immediately today if you can Uh Um, give it a couple of weeks if you see nothing growing on it then be prepared to read the fine print on your guarantee and do what you need
3: to do to get it replaced
2: okay okay Okay. thank you thank Thank you you very much maureen yeah
3: Join us anytime here on The Garden Show from AM 740, as today we are, as usual, too, uh, broadcasting from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. It's a gorgeous day. Thanks for uh, sharing part of your day with us. Charlie uh, shall return in a moment. One of our regular callers, John, is online to talk to us from uh, Mississauga, and uh, in... In, in his honor, and uh, also John Cleese, who is a member of uh, the uh, Monty Python. Yes, group. yes. I'm going to do the minister of silly walks. Well, you shall tell people exactly <laughs> why, You're why doing I'm that. up and exercising. I'm doing my silly walk now. All right, around the studio, I go. Oh, Here he
4: goes. He's off. Golly. Keep him moving. Let's just keep him oh, moving. Hi. Open the door. Out yes. you go.
3: Yes,
4: there he go. Oh, look, they're lining up at the windows <laughs> oh, to look throw in money, on you. Throw money. <laughs> Why is Frank putting on a show? Because he feels that frisky. And why is he so frisky? Because he's been taking his Sierracil. Sierracil helps him to, all of us, feel better, keeps the joints working. And for many people, you too can feel better in 14 days. So give them a call if you'd like to yes. try Sierracil. One eight seven seven joint 14. Or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca, or pick up Sierrasil at any of your local health food
3: stores. And I say, you might wonder, how do I spell Sierrasil? Well, it's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.
2: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
3: And sous chef of the garden, Franklin Proctor, saying sous-chef. a fond good morning, one and all. Yes. <laughs> and we we have which uh, accent
4: are you going to use? I now? don't
3: know. We will decide later. Oh, will okay. I thought I might even do, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. Stan Laurel. Have another weenie, Ollie? <laughs> John in Mississauga. Hi, and welcome to the show again.
7: Frank, you make me laugh, buddy. Oh, he thanks, makes, thanks for the walk, by the way. Oh, thank you.
3: My honor. He makes us all I laugh.
7: Wa- I was watching you while you were doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a hidden
4: camera in here. Good that morning Frank,
7: and good summer to both of you.
4: Yeah, good morning, John.
7: Um... Charlie, somebody suggested to me, um, you know, at the gym that I go to that, um, you know, we talk a lot about uh, vegetables and this Mm -hmm. and that, that when I cut the grass, Mm -hmm. when I cut my lawn, Mm -hmm. that I spread the the grass, you know, which normally I don't even pick it, but this time I did,
0: Mm -hmm.
7: to uh, spread the grass at the bottom of the uh, tomatoes, plants. Bad idea bad
4: idea. You know why? Because uh-huh. think about your green grass clippings. If you leave them in a in a pail in just sitting there for 24 hours, then you come back and stick your hand into those grass clippings, what are you going to feel? Uh, hot, very hot. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen if you do around your tomatoes. You're going to put a, it's like putting a hot electric blanket around the base of the tomatoes. It'd be mm-hmm. too hot. But if you want to use those grass clippings, perhaps you could lay them down where your walkways are in your vegetable garden
7: that could, well what i do i do like a canal and then i put so not around in other words not around the plant itself
4: that's right do not allow to touch the plants and don't go like don't go too close to any of the plants
7: yeah. this but, is the first time in you know when at least i don't know i'm 73 but this is the first time that i did it and you know ever mm-hmm. um so, but anyhow, so no. Uh, to tell you the truth, I'll take your your uh, advice, and I'll just uh, m- may, as soon as it dries. Because this morning I've been up since five thirty. I sprayed my fruit trees with uh, Bordeaux. Okay, good. And anyhow, how, and I and I uh, watered and everything. So. Um, Um, So no, no. I take your advice, and I'll take them
4: off. Yeah, I mean you can. They're hundred percent organic. There's nothing wrong with the grass clippings. Uh, If you do, if you compost, which I think you probably do, what I typically do is I kind of dry my grass grass clippings a little bit because they're Mm -hmm. just too wet and soggy. Once they're a little bit dry for a couple of days, I throw them in the composter and mix it all in with the, you know the. Coffee grounds and the weeds mm, and everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, and the but yeah, but or put them down where they're just not going to be in close contact with any plants.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If I may pass a, a, a remark. Um, last Saturday, I think you had Mr. Zamit, the, uh, the horticulturist, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm always proud to hear him because. Um, He's from Maltese parents, yeah. and not only he's from Maltese parents, yes. but his parents are from my village.
4: Oh, interesting.
7: And and I believe me, and we're so proud of him to uh, get where he is. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, like I said, so... He's a great anyhow, guy. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks for calling. Glad to hear you. So now I'm going to put my radio on and continue listening. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Thanks, John.
3: Okay, buddy. Thank you. Bye, John. (laughs) Right. Uh. It's
4: true. Paul is from originally. Like he said, Maltese parents. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, Originally, that's where he's from. Gibraltar, the Straits of Malta. Malta, you say. Malta. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. Is that where Malta is? I don't think so. Straits of
4: Gibraltar is the uh, Mediterranean, and Gibraltar is owned by England, and it's. Morocco.
3: Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, don't I don't know either. We need a globe. Okay. okay. Back uh, to gardening. <laughs> back, no, actually we're going to uh, take a little trip here down the uh, QEW to St. Catharines and John is waiting to talk to you. Good morning, John.
1: Good morning. Morning.
3: I, um, I got a uh, thing about roses. I want to I got these long stem roses uh, from my neighbor. Uh-huh. Uh, how do you regrow them? From the stem. You know what I'm talking
4: about. Huh. Okay, so were they cut roses? Like yeah. they're part of a bouquet?
3: Well,
2: I uh I cut them myself.
4: Okay. From your neighbor's roses. Yeah. Right. Uh okay, this is an interesting question. It's l- unlikely that you will be successful growing roses from your neighbor's rose. The best thing you can do is go back to your neighbors. Go down on your hands and knees, look at where that plant is growing from, those roses, and look closely at the stem. Most, if not, well, most, yeah, not all, but most roses are not grown on their own roots. They are grown on a different set of roots, which is a different kind of rose. So they're grafted or budded onto a hardy root stalk, which, like I say, typically is a different rose. So when we take a cutting off of a rose we love and we try to root that cutting and grow it, it will eventually grow roots and it will eventually, we can plant it and it will grow, but it may not grow for the long term because it will, at it will at some point likely die in the winter due to it, those roots not being hardy enough to help it survive the winter. Uh-huh. Okay 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 or you may find that it is a hardy rose that your neighbor has and it will grow you know on its own roots and that's a possibility so if you want to try that the cutting of course that you've got is should not be a long stem it should be about a six inch cutting there should be no flowers on it and you dip into a little bit of a rooting hormone and then you get it into some moist sand and you wait for weeks if not you know many weeks for some roots to grow and then you plant and and start you know nurturing a little tiny rose plant that gets bigger and bigger as it gets older
1: that sounds like it's a lot more difficult than my <laughs> uh, geranium <laughs> well
4: it's similar to the geraniums okay. but it's a little harder woody plants are harder to root than soft plants like geraniums yeah
3: okay, okay. okay. thanks uh, charlie and uh, one more thing <laughs> uh, uh that guy that's sitting next to you, a <laughs> yes. young
1: whippersnapper there, mm.
3: uh,
1: it was nice to hear him on the radio a couple of days this week. Oh,
3: well, uh-huh. thank you very much, John. I appreciate oh, he, that. He heard me, son of a gun. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. always listening. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> okay, take <laughs> care of the Garden your... City for us, would you? Call. Yep. Uh, very good. Yeah, I was uh, sitting in for... for... Uh, Dale Goldhawk, oh, as a matter you? of fact. Well, he was taking care of things at Idea City. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
4: do you, when you do Dale Goldhawk's show, do you do it as Dale? Or you no, just do no. tunes okay. and lots jokes? Of, lots of music
3: and yeah, hopefully some fun along the way. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're always fun. Well, on, Frank. there you go. Doesn't
4: Frank equal fun? I mean, that's just, you know, synonymous. Talk to my
3: wife, though. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, Di, didn't mean that. Um, let's see. We've got to make a little trip uh, toward... The Oshawa other way. Here. Yep. Oh, and uh, Carolyn is a first-time caller. So, Carolyn, let's hear those wind chimes, James. Oh, there they are.
4: Welcome oh, to the show, are. Carolyn.
6: Thank you.
3: You're welcome.
6: Uh, my question is, I have a rose of Char- Sharon, mm-hmm. 10 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not greening up at all this mm. year, not one little bud. Mm-hmm. Now, in previous years, it's always flowered very profusely.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, could it be because of the hard winter?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, quite a number of rows of Sharon did not make it through the winter. Uh-huh. So uh, for every two I've seen alive, I've seen one dead. Oh, boy. Now, it could be that yours still has life in it. Have you looked closely? Yes, I Is there... have
6: green. Uh, I've, I've cut off a few uh, little stems here and there, uh-huh. and uh, I have green.
4: Okay, so it's, uh, did you see any little green buds? Like, is it a tree or a shrub, or what is it? So it's uh, it's a it's a tree. So it's a single stem, and then it goes up and has branches up at the top. Uh, no, or it's multi. No, no, no.
6: I would say then it's a shrub. Big
4: shrub. Yes. So a large do, you, shrub. do you see any green at all on any of those stems down near the bottom? Any? No. Okay. So what I would do right now, like today, is I would get out my pruners and I would prune uh quite a how tall is it now maybe six seven feet or bigger yes it is okay so i would don't hesitate take as much as of a third of the height off of the plant okay so get out your ladder get out your pruners go through the plant every single branch if it's six or seven feet tall you're going to take two two and a half feet off of every single branch all right and you're going there are bumps on the stems so you're uh-huh. going to try try and take the the cutting at a point where the little bumps are facing again to the outside of the plant just to avoid a lot of crisscrossing branches once it starts growing you're trying to force it out of dormancy if there is still life in it this is your best way to do it and now is the time to do it all right and if and, and was it one of those rows of sharon that sets a lot of little baby seedlings like perhaps is there a, some live ones down at the bottom there that came up from seed I uh, No, I haven't noticed. Okay, because some Rose of Sharon, when they flower profusely, they also seed profusely and have lots of... You can start a nursery with uh, all the little seedlings. So I just thought if, if you lose the mother plant, there might be some little babies at the bottom you could save. But do the cutting back and see if that works.
3: All right. Thank okay. you ever so much. Thanks for your call. Thank you, Carolyn. Right. Don't be a stranger. Call again. <laughs> all righty. Oh, yeah, we've got a free uh, free line right now at uh, AM 740, The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin in Toronto. Call four. Anywhere else in the province, hey, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And from Burlington, let's welcome Stan to the show. Hello, Stan.
1: Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I have a question about Rose of Sharon as well. Mm -hmm. I have a similar problem, but our tree has about a third of it as has greened up. Right. And my question is if I cut the dead uh, limbs out of the center part, will it regrow?
4: Oh, well, from the bottom, you mean? Yes. Y- well, yes, indeed. As Remember if we take... Whenever we take the tips off of a plant, we force side branching, and uh, typically multi-stemmed shrubs, big ones, uh, whether it's a lilac or a Rose of Sharon or a Wajila, any of those kinds of multi-stemmed plants will send new shoots from the the crown, from the ground level, uh, you know, a couple uh, every year. So what you want is you want to encourage that new growth from the bottom because that's what keeps a plant young and keeps it looking young and over the years we cut out at ground level the bigger older stems
1: well this is Uh, one-third green, two-thirds dead and uh, it's going to look strange if I cut the center part out and cut it down by a third, but I guess it's worth a try. Well,
4: for now, just cut out all the deadwood and then stand back and look at it. And if it's a really one-sided plant or lopsided or just silly, then you're right. You're going to do some extra pruning just to shape it up a bit, but don't expect, like you may end up having to take a couple of years to get it back into a real good shape and a proportional, proper-looking plant.
6: Okay, thanks for the information.
4: Thanks for your call. There's a a lot of that this year. A lot of us are becoming pruning experts because uh, the winter did so much damage to evergreens and particularly Mm -hmm. things like Rose of Sharon, lots of death.
3: So... There's the advice from Charlie Dobbin, the expert here on AM 740, anything to do with gardening. A matter of fact, uh, oh we do have uh, another call. I was looking I thought we might have a commercial break there, but no, not so. Let's welcome, though, first time caller from Fort Erie Bill. Uh, we get the wind chimes? There oh, we
4: are. Another welcome.
3: Yeah. Hi, Bill. All
1: right. morning. Yes, my question is this: when you're making up a soap solution to spray plants.
3: Mm-hmm. what's the
1: ratio of, of say ivory soap to water 40 parts water to
3: one part soap thank you very much you're very welcome that was short and sweet one there I you think? go <laughs> okay. straight
4: questions straight answers. exactly
3: well <laughs> julie another first time caller from port Severn on the line right now good morning julie welcome to the show
4: good morning good morning
3: Oh, we we need we need the wind chimes for uh. Oh, there Julie. we go. Welcome, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
6: Yesterday, I was uh, doing some gardening. I was doing weeding, and I noticed some ants. So I thought my husband usually tends to the ants and the weeds in the garden. And I went into his sock, and I picked up the wrong thing. I picked up Roundup, and I sprayed all my plants.
3: Oh, oh no! Yikes! You
6: wouldn't believe it. I was oh, crying last night. Oh, I've watered everything down. It's like right
3: away. Two yeah.
6: hours. I don't know what else to do. Is there any help?
4: <clears throat> you can only hope that the roundup was really old and that it wasn't effective. How do things look today?
6: Uh, they're Le- good. Oh, good. they are good. They're you not know what? Weeping. Or...
4: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Roundup actually is pretty. If roundup will typically kill anything green that it contacts so for example you can spray roundup on the trunk of a tree and it won't do anything to the tree but if you spray roundup on the green leaves of a tree Mm -hmm. then you can kill the tree so it's all about hitting green bits the watering was a very good idea so yes indeed water water just to try and neutralize but technically once roundup is dry it is neutralized okay okay so keep your fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> they all Let us know how that
3: turns out, we'll Julie. Be, we'll be saying a little prayer for you here. Please, thank you.
6: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, no, that would be upsetting for yeah. God's oh. sakes, wouldn't it? Huh? Oh, for sure. dear. Well, thank good luck with that. Let us know how things turn out, okay?
6: Okay, thank you so much.
3: All Next week, I'm looking forward to a, a healthy report. Yes, works. exactly. It
4: reminds me of um, one of my neighbors. Same idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw some weeds. This is back when we still had Killex available and Roundup. It was all on the shelves, Canadian Tire and everywhere else. So she saw a few weeds in her lawn, and she went over to Home Depot or wherever, picked up a bottle that showed a, a, a weed getting killed, yeah. took it home, and went around and sprayed all the weeds very very much as she was supposed to. And then three days later was shocked and and embarrassed to have yellow patches all over her lawn because she had just sprayed Roundup on all the weeds. And of course it killed the weeds, but it killed the grass as well. So that's the old read, read, read. Look closely at what what you're
3: spraying. Exactly, yeah. Uh, We, uh, by the way, are going to take now a little bit of a commercial break. Okay. And come back and uh, have a chat, let's see, with Joyce and Kitchener, okay, hold the line there, uh, Joyce, and we'll be back to you in just a couple of moments.
7: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, for and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, stalks, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams.
2: You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
3: And the old sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here. You're not that ton. old. You're we right. Said the old, you're right. You're not old. Um, checking the time, that we've been enjoying summer. This it, is the first day of summer.
4: It is the first day of summer, and guess what? We're almost three hours into it. So grab, grab the moment. Get outside. It's gonna be a gorgeous day. Two hours, fifty-one minutes, and forty seconds have already gone by since summer started. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, get to put that old picnic together and yeah, get outside.
3: Good idea. Hey, in Kitchener, there's Joyce waiting to talk to you. Charlie, hi, Joyce. Good morning.
1: Hi. Morning. Uh, I enjoy your program every day. I have a solution for the man that was trying to uh, raise roses. Uh I have four Uh that I have started from others. In August, you uh, cut a rose that has bloomed, Mm -hmm. and uh, it has to be eight or more inches long, Uh and plant it in earth in a pot. And cover it with. Uh, I use a gallon jug, Right. Uh, a clear one. Yeah, send so it like a mini green all winter. Yeah, and then in the uh, it should. I have had failures, but. Uh, and you have it
4: inside your home, or you have a greenhouse? Yeah, house? on the windowsill, oh, okay. on yeah, a
1: sunny right. windowsill, okay. and keep it moist. And and the, uh, the the jar keeps it nice and humid, and mm-hmm. and um, it should grow. Okay. Sounds good.
4: I hope he's still listening. That was John in St. Catharines who was trying to uh thinking about trying to root some roses. So yeah. that's a good idea, August. It's just, take it's cuttings like next spring then. That's right.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool.
4: Thanks so much for your call. Okay.
3: Hey, there's one of the features of the Garden Show we don't talk about often enough. Really, is the how fact that,
4: smart our listeners are. Well, yeah,
3: and, and they don't hesitate to call and offer up suggestions for others. But that's we like that nice.
4: because we're always learning.
3: Absolutely, right? Absolutely, we never know it all. Well, let's take a trip to uh, a, a town that, uh, well, I guess it's a city, isn't it? Really, Guelph. Yes. I love the architecture. Some of the old, beautiful mm. homes there. The limestone. stone, Lots yeah, the limestone. Yeah. Yeah. Sylvia, that's where you live, right?
6: Yes, I do. Hi, Frank, and hi, Charlie. Morning, Sylvia. I love your show. I hope you can help me. I bought at the nursery a black-eyed Susan plant and a Shasta daisy, and they were very healthy looking. Mm -hmm. I took them out of the pot, loosened the roots at the bottom a bit, and planted them in the hall. Now, the Shasta daisy's very slow. The black-eyed Susan droops right down, and there are no bugs on it, and i water it really well mm-hmm. and then the next day again it's all drooped so oh. i'm wondering should i be digging these up and transplanting them how long ago did, did you do this planting Uh about 2 weeks
4: 2 weeks and what's the quality of your soil it's you've got reasonable soil obviously a, you know fairly loamy kind of a rich soil
6: uh it, yeah it's not too bad it's not excellent but it's growing peenies beautifully and there's a another uh, a little um tree there that's growing fine, a little
4: shrub. And when you planted these plants you took them out of the pot, you said you loosen the roots, that's usually a fine thing to do planted, and you have left the plants growing at the same level in your garden as they were growing in the pot? They're no deeper or higher, are they? Um, about the same. Um, they sh- yeah, they should yeah. be the same. Yeah. Okay. And you shouldn't w- have to water every day, uh, particularly with kind of rain events we've been having so if they've been in the ground you know, for uh, two weeks or so even watering every four or five days is the most you would really want to water them. Yeah. Um, and but have you used any transplanter fertilizer? No, I haven't. I mean, that might be a thought. Because that's when we first plant a plant, it's all about getting the roots out, particularly yeah. perennial plants. So yes. if we don't see flowers right away and we don't see new leaves or stems, that's not that just shouldn't worry us at all because where we want the new growth to be is underground. We want the roots to get out there. We want the plant to get established. And the transplanter-type fertilizers are designed to do that. Yeah, uh, I'm
6: thinking maybe I didn't loosen the root enough. Like, should I have yep. it in, dunked it in water and then
4: planted no, it? No, the only reason we loosen roots is if the, the plant is very pot-bound and there's just a mass of roots. Uh, yeah, or, it was. Yeah, or if the roots are uh, in spiraling around, encircling the pot, you know, inside the pot, uh, it's nice to straighten those roots out. Because once a root starts to spiral, it'll keep spiraling, even in the ground. Oh, okay. So that's the kind of loosening we do. Uh, and it is just a gentle, with the fingers, loosening. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't worry that you haven't loosened enough. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, I would get out and get some transplant or fertilizer, and I would use some of that as per directions. and And... Um, yeah, I mean, if it's wilting, don't water if Would the soil plant
6: fertilizer be the miracle grow or
4: something else? No, miracle grow is Scotts, who makes miracle grow, makes a transplanter fertilizer. It'll say right on it, transplanter. OK
6: And
3: it'll be numbers like five, 15, five. It'll be a right. high middle number.
6: Okay. Okay. I'll try that. Thank you very much. All righty.
3: Thank you, Sylvia. And uh, we're going to take just a little bit of a break here and come back uh, to talk to, uh, let me see, Violet, and a first-time caller, so we'll be get- getting ready to do the, uh, the wind chimes. Uh, but meantime... It's time for another exercise session here at AM 7:40. The lead Frank's instructor doing his is, is, I'm going to be. I'm going to stand. <laughs> That's it. That's I should wear my spandex outfit again.
4: That's right. Summer spandex. Well, summer because spandex. Summer. We're in summer now.
3: A little bit more two than a speedo. Hours
4: 57 minutes into summer, <laughs> getting uh, lots of exercise yes. here in the studio. That's right. Clearly, Frank and I have both taken our Sierra Cell daily. Three little pills keeps us moving. Keeps three those little joints pills. Living <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, and keeps his voice limber. <laughs> it's a completely natural mineral supplement that somehow makes k- keeping active, pain-free, very, very effective for us. It might work for you. You'll know within 14 days, and that's where the phone number comes in. one 877 joint fourteen. Or give them a call. Sorry, that was give them a call. Or look them up on the web, (laughs) sierrasil.ca. Sierra is also available in many health food stores.
3: Exactement. And uh, the spelling of uh, the product is S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.
2: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM
4: 740.
3: (laughs) That was great. James Patrick Dooley said, hey, after the break I'm going to play by the Mills Brothers My Shy Violet because In honor
4: of our next caller Who yes, is a first time
3: caller Exactly so as well as the wonderful music there uh, Let's play the uh, wind chimes For Violet
4: <laughs> And welcome Violet in a big way to the
3: show Yeah hi Hello. Violet
6: Hello there good morning Morning Morning. long time listener Good, good stuff good yeah. show. Um, The question is that we have um, All of a sudden we have a white clover that's taken over our front lawn, and it's um. we asked the chap who cuts it if he knew anything, uh, you know, to put on, and he said no. He said he didn't know. So I'm just uh, phoning to see if you have any suggestions.
4: Okay. I'm going to let Frank uh, take a stab at answering this.
3: Actually, don't get rid of the clover. Clover is beautiful because it keeps the lawn green. Even in drought conditions, you'll find the green on the lawn is due to that clover, and right. it really is lush.
4: Yeah, don't uh, don't be anti clover in your lawn. I think is the bottom line. It, it, we can't if. If it's green, it should be good. It shouldn't have to always be a grass. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. very, it's virtually impossible to eliminate other than by getting down on your hands and knees and with a big, long screwdriver, getting to the root of each of the clover plants. Because remember, they have a tap root. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to dig down and pull every cl- clover plant out if you want to get rid of it. Oh. What we love about clover is that it has that tap root, and it does find its own water. We don't need to water it. It is... Um, a legume plant, member of the, the bean family, and it fertilizes itself. It pulls nitrogen out of the air and absorbs it and grows and feeds itself, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, clover flowers are very important for bees and for honey and for any of the pollinators. So there's a lot of reasons why we like clover, um, and so I, I personally wouldn't be pulling it out.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: You don't sound convinced at all, do you? (laughs) No, I
6: can hardly hear you. Oh, really? I don't know what it is with the phone. Hmm. But, um... So there's nothing really to spray on it or anything,
4: I... No, there are no. no sprays that will kill the clover and not kill the lawn. Oh, uh, I see. Well, there is something, uh, it's called Weed Be Gone for lawns. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the picture on the package, it'll show a dandelion dying uh-huh. in the lawn. Technically, Weed Be Gone should kill clover. Uh, uh-huh. But to be effective, you want to use it as early in the season as you possibly can, while the plants are young and they're more able to, more likely to die.
6: Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, so we. Okay. Okay, then I appreciate that. Thank you, Violet. That.
3: Don't don't be a stranger. Call again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay,
4: I will do. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> bye bye.
3: Now I got to find out uh, where Alma is calling from. Uh, Alma, good morning.
1: Morning. Morning. Morning.
3: Where are you located, Elma?
1: I'm located in Kitchener.
3: Oh, ah. Kitchener. Okay. Good stuff. I'm
1: calling regarding roses. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a cutting for my brother tree, and I planted four of them in front of my garden mm-hmm. with uh, just a bone mill. Yep. And they came out so nicely, and this year I have a beautiful roses in my front garden, four of them.
4: Excellent. So and these were cuttings from your brother's a rose at your brother's house.
1: Yeah, and he ha- he had bought that plant from Walmart. Oh. And then they are beautiful roses, but it needs a lot of sunshine. Yes. Which is very important. All, I put right in front of my garden.
4: Yes. All roses do best with a minimum of six hours of sunshine. Yeah. No, that's great. Enjoy those roses. I don't want to be you know negative here, but. I doubt those roses will live forever and ever and ever the way a roses should. The, I think you'll find that once some spring, they just won't be alive. Really? Really. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, they, you could be good for five or ten years. Who knows? But they just, you know, roses should live for 150 years. Like, roses should be very long-term plants. But uh-huh. uh, but so we'll see. You know what? Give us a call in five years and update <laughs> us on what's going on with those roses.
1: <laughs> That's why I updated you on this issue. <laughs>
3: thank thank you. you, and
1: I enjoy your show very much. I listen every Saturday. Right. Well, thank you very much, Elma Thanks, Thanks. Okay.
3: Bye bye. And hey, uh, Charlie, we have a caller from uh, Burlington who is a first-time caller. Excellent. That's Tom. Tom, where are where are those wind chimes, James?
4: There we oh, are.
3: There, there cool. they are.
4: Good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, good morning, Charlie and Frank. Uh, I have a
3: well. I had a beautiful arbor of roses, climbing roses. Mm-hmm. But they all seem
7: to have, they've, they've gone to seed. Is there any way they can be resurrected?
4: It depends. Yes. Okay. Remember I mentioned earlier in the show that some roses, quite a few roses, are grown on a rootstock that is not their own. Uh So it is, it's actually typically, it's called rosa multiflora, is the rootstock. Right. So it is a real rose, but when a rosa multiflora flowers, it has little tiny red flowers. They're very small, single, five petals. Uh, red, sometimes red and white flowers.
7: That's correct, yes.
4: So, the grafted part the you know, probably you had like blaze roses on your arbor or one of the, you know, the lovely climbers. That's correct. The graft can break, or winter, or something can cause the grafted bit to die, and what survives is the rootstock. Mm-hmm. So you end up with this, you know, huge rose bush, which is actually the rootstock growing, and it's not anything special. You don't want it, uh, and it needs to be dug out and replaced. So
7: I have to dig it out, right? Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, if it's not going to come back, I don't have any uh, options.
4: No, it's not going to come back. And what happens is it, it, the rootstock takes over. If there, even, there, even if there was a little bit of the good rose still attached there, the grafted rose, uh-huh. the rootstock, once it starts to grow, it takes over, it dominates, and basically kills off whatever was grafted or budded to the rootstock. Well, thank you very much, Charlie. Yeah, we oh, had better news Tom, for j- you. Tom,
3: just because I'm a nosy guy, uh, I'm trying to pick off Edinburgh, Glasgow, whereabouts? In Glasgow. Glasgow. There <laughs> you go. Ah uh, it's a broad brick nick nicknick. <laughs> well thank you very much. Thank you and Thanks call again. For your call. Yeah. Well that's great. We've had calls like all over Ontario. We sure have. Scarborough, Mississauga, St. Catharines, Oshawa, Burlington, Fort Airport Severn, Kitchener I know, again. Kitchener, uh, Burlington, Wealthier, Brampton. Yeah. Yeah, that's We've pretty just, wild.
4: Just traveled the entire province, east, Absolutely. west, and red south.
3: <laughs> and all those folks who called in first spoke to James Patrick Dooley, who does such a tremendous job in the I control room. Know. He, oh, I know he.
4: I won't say uh, a word because he's already his head's getting yes. kind of big there. Yes. He's blew up there. We're he's going going not going to get through the door <laughs> after this. <laughs>
3: Charlie, been a yes, great show. It a lot has. of interesting questions on this very first day of summer. What's I think, the count?
4: Uh, the, we're at 3 hours, 7 minutes, and 40 seconds into 41, summer. <laughs> 42. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's the longest day. It's a beautiful day. Grab it while you can and uh, get outside. It's not going to be too hot. It's a great gardening day. Um, what are you doing today?
3: Actually, I'm uh, going to go home and do a little house cleaning. House cleaning? Well, my. Uh, Ella's son, Kelly, oh, is coming wow. over for Din Din tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have some steak. His birthday is coming up on Monday, actually. Nice, yep. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that.
4: Good. Very it's much. Elliot's birthday tomorrow. So. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah, We've got family birthdays in June, don't we?
3: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.
4: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Franklin. Couldn't do it without you. Bless your heart. Uh, you're just very, very entertaining. We do appreciate it. And thank you, James Patrick Dooley. Thanks to all the great callers from all over the place. Couldn't do it without you either. See you again next week.
0: This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.